Man, we're starting a brand new series in this uh, September, which is our family month. Amen. And the title of this series is called uh, Hookups and Heartbreaks. Just hold your neighbor's hand and say, Hookups and Heartbreaks. Amen. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to be talking about. And uh, uh, basically, uh, today is going to minister the most to the singles, but also to the married. Uh, you know, just to make a little, a few tweaks in your marriage to make it work and make it exciting again. Amen. So quickly, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So, in dealing with the subject of uh, marriage and uh, the single life, we get a lot of questions. In fact, yesterday we went out to uh, the camp just to hang out with the young people and feel young again. And uh, most of the, the bulk of the questions we uh, got were, had to do with relationships. And uh, uh, rightly so, because there are two, only two very important decisions, in my estimation, that are very important, that will determine whether you will reach your destiny or not as a child of God. And the first one is uh, uh, the God you, you choose to serve. This is critical. This is the, one of the most important decisions you will ever make. And the second one is who you will marry. Who you will marry. Proverbs chapter number 12 verse 26 in the NIV says, The righteous choose their friends carefully. Now, if you have to choose your friends carefully, trust me, when it comes to a life partner, you have to be more than careful. Amen? I said amen. amen. Uh, the person you marry will determine a lot about you uh, living your life in your purpose and you reaching your, des your destiny. And this is why I teach this series. Because I love you so much and I don't want you to make the mistakes that most have made. Now, next week we're going to be interviewing a couple uh, uh, um, that I respect so much. They uh, have a, a blissful marriage in my own estimation. But they didn't start out well. There were so many bumps along the way and it was crazy. And we're going to find out from them what happened. In fact, when they got married, I think they were already in their late 40s, you know. But there was a lot of time spent in, uh, you know, in the road, in bumps and uh, just mistakes. All right? So you're going to learn a lot from them next week. Now, here's something I want to say to you before I even start. Uh, for those of you who are single, just lift your hand. Those of you who are single, okay, I see you. Single means just not married. You know, pastor, I have a boyfriend, so I'm not... No, you are single, all right? <laughs> if you ain't put a ring on that... What does she say? Put a ring on it? If you ain't done that, man, you're not married. <laughs> Amen? So, single people, just lift your hand. I want to see every single... Yeah, I'm talking to you. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Let me tell you something to the single people. It is a thousand times better. Say it's a, a thousand times better. 
to be single than to be married to the wrong person. You know why? Because marriage is a covenant. You know, we always uh, 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 say this when we're hanging out with young men. We say, man, touch is a move. Man, because once you come to us and you tell us you want to marry that girl, we're not going to accept anything less. You can't come back and start talking about, oh, well, pastor, you know, I wasn't. No, this is why we do this series. So you can know exactly what you want. And by the time you make a decision, all of you who are in here, you will have listened to this series. So there is no excuse. Amen. Let's kill some myths before we even start. All right. Let's dispel some myths here. Myth number one. A lot of people believe that it is God who chooses my mate for me. Now, a lot of people believe this. They believe God is a, has ordained one person for you. Alright? And not only that, God is the one who is making the choice for you. This is not true. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter number 30 verse 18, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You choose. So it is up to you to choose. Okay? God does not choose for you. You do the choosing. Hallelujah. Myth number two. A lot of people believe there is only one person for me. That God preordained, prepackaged for me. This is not true. This is not scriptural. And it's not even logical. Who's wearing red and single? If you're wearing red and you're single, just lift your hand. Okay, Henry, come. Please come. Lady, you want to come? Who's wearing yellow and you're single? Yellow? Okay, now I want a guy. Please come, Sister Amanda. A guy who's wearing yellow? Or close to yellow? Who's single? <laughs> Orange. She's wearing green. Any guy wearing green? 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 Please come. Okay, we're just going to pretend that's yellow, okay? <laughs> Okay, the guys who stand here and the ladies uh, stand over there. The guys over here, the ladies over there. Alright, we're going to try this uh, the way most people think. White, anyone wearing white? Yes, white, please come. A guy wearing white. Now I want a man, a single guy wearing white. Please come. It's like, I have to take off my jacket for this one. <laughs> He waited until he saw, he woke up, he's like, I'm going, brother, I'm taking, I'm, I'm going, I don't care. <laughs> Amen. Now, if this was logical, this would mean uh, 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 the mate for Henry would be here, according to God, right? And uh, uh, his mate would be Sister Amanda, and his mate would be here, all right? So if God... Uh, I had decided ahead of time that there was only one person for you. This is how it would look like. Now, if Henry decides, you know, I think Sister Amanda be cool. <laughs> and then he walks here. And then she decides, um, I think I like his glasses. <laughs> and then she walks over here. They have messed it up for him. And her. Can you see that? So it would only take one person making a mistake. And the domino effect means the whole world will miss their partner. So it is not scriptural and it, it is not logical. There is about multiple people that you could get married to and God would be alright with it. But there is also about a billion people 
that God is not alright you marrying them. Alright? Thank you guys. Please be seated. So there is not only one person that's created for you. Amen? So that's the second myth. The third myth, the third myth that we see uh, in the world today is that love is the only reason to get married. Now a lot of people that I marry and a lot of people that I counsel when they are getting ready to uh, uh, divorce or going to a divorce will tell you this, you know, I loved her or I loved him when we got married. You know, love is not the only reason. It's not good enough just to say, you know, I love him. Alright? There has to be other reasons. There has to be purpose and vision compatibility. Are you guys created to be together? Amen? I said amen. amen. So love alone, if you're taking down notes, is not enough. It takes a whole lot of other things and we are going to be dealing with a whole lot of those things in this series. Alright? Now, here today, I want to give you the minimum basics you should consider before marrying someone according to Scripture. So, if someone uh, you're thinking of getting married to does not have these, you need to seriously think about it. Because these are just basics. Okay? These are basics. Hallelujah! The first thing is they should be a believer. It's the first thing. And I call it spiritual unity. You should believe the same thing about God with the person that you want to marry. Second Corinthians 6 uh, from verse 14 to 18 in the Message Bible says, Do not become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not a partnership. That's war. Did you hear that? So you are not getting into a partnership. Neither are you getting into a covenant. You are getting into a war zone. If you marry someone who is not a believer. Now I deal with a lot of people that have uh, 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 this as a problem. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people, ladies in particular, come to me and they say, Pastor, you know, I met this really nice guy. I mean, he's everything that I've been praying for. He's a nice guy. He's kind. I mean, he respects me. He loves me. He takes care of me. But there's one small problem. It's a very small problem, Pastor. <laughs> He's not a Christian. And then a lot of them, you know, believe, you know, I'm going to convert him to become a Christian. And we call that uh, a missionary dating. You know, you, you are a missionary in the relationship. Trying to convert someone to become a Christian. And that never works this is why god says the first port of call is to check what they believe about god and if it's in line with what you believe about god and i call this spiritual unity without this you're going to have problems watch what else he says that's not a partnership that's war is light best friends with darkness no does christ go strolling with the devil do trust and mistrust hold hands who would think of setting up a pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are. Each of us are a temple in whom God lives. God himself puts it this way. Amen? So you will never, if you're taking down notes, you will never achieve the level of intimacy emotionally and sexually that God wants for you without this spiritual foundation of spiritual unity. Why? Because spiritual unity is the foundation of all other unities. 
So if you don't get along, if you don't see eye to eye concerning what you believe in God, forget about emotional unity. You might as well forget about a high level of sexual uh, 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 intimacy and unity. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Amos 3 verse 3, how can two walk together unless they agree? So number one, the first thing on your list of who to marry should be they must be a believer. Amen. Say that after me. They must be, they must be a, believer. a believer. Come on, say it with passion. They must be, must be a, believer. a believer. Or there is no deal at all. No it's as simple as that. Amen? Amen. Uh, my wife sometimes gets me to watch um, Date My Family. Yeah. And the one time we were watching with a few friends... And this girl, she was the bachelorette. She came on the show and she was like, oh man, you know, I'm looking for a guy who's like this, who's like that, who's like this and this and that. And then she was like, and he must also be a Christian. Yeah. You know, if he's not a Christian, man, we can't even talk. <laughs> and then the show started and she went to the first family and they asked her, they said, man, what kind of a guy are you looking at? Are you looking for? She said, man, I'm looking for a believer. They have to be a Christian. They have to be a believer. And they said, well, James, James is not really uh, a believer and so on and so forth. And then on the commentary, she was like, you know, uh, you know, he doesn't really have to be a, 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 a Christian. You know, you must, you must just, you know, believe something about God. <laughs> You know, because I think James, the, the family had said James is really handsome. So she started lowering her standards. And by the end of the show, she was talking about, man, I don't even care if he doesn't believe anything in God as long as he lets me go to church. It's amazing how people lower their standards so very fast when they meet a so-called hunk. But let me tell you, and I'm telling you this because I love you. If you get married to someone who's not a believer you're going to face some trouble, some serious trouble. And there is nothing worse than being in a marriage relationship. <laughs> That's a storm. Amen? It will just destroy your life. Hallelujah! So there has to be God in this marriage. God has to be the third leg in your marriage. Amen? The Bible says a three-string cord uh, uh, is not easily broken now marriage is a three-legged stool the other legs is you and your spouse and the third leg is god now you take out any of the legs the thing is going to topple over now a lot of people take out god and they want to try and do it by themselves and this is why marriages fail amen i'm also going to give you a statistic just to uh, assure you this is a just cold statistic uh, it's, 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 you either believe it or not, but this is real. One out of every two marriages in South Africa end in a divorce. One out of every two marriages in South Africa end in a divorce. Okay? So it's a 50% success rate. Now, listen to this. But when a couple practice these three habits together, number one, attend church together. Say, attend church together. Number two, read the Bible together. Say, read the Bible together. And number three, pray together. Say, pray together. This statistic drops from one out of every two to one out of every 1,150. You see how important it is to marry a believer? 
especially one that practices going to church, praying, and reading their Bible. When you get married, you have to do this together. It's not good enough just to send the wife and kids to church and stay home. Hallelujah. See, the devil wants to destroy marriages. Because he knows if he can destroy uh, the marriage institution, he has destroyed the whole community. The fabric of our society hangs on this covenant called marriage. Amen? So he's targeting your marriage. He's coming after you. Now, if you give him a, a foothold, the Bible says in uh, Ephesians 4.29, do not give a place to the devil, a foothold to the devil. Now, if you give him foothold by doing something that is contrary to God's word, that is marrying an unbeliever, you are already defeated before you start. You will come into your life, eat your lunch and pop the bag. Amen? Just point at me. Just point at me like this. And nod your head. And say, Kiniso. <laughs> this is the truth. Amen? This is the truth. This is the truth. Before you even consider them, check if they are a believer. Amen? For how can, how can Jesus and the devil take a stroll together? How can lightness... Light and darkness, fellowship. It's impossible. He said it's a war zone. It's war. Amen? I said amen. <laughs> it's going to be fun, I'm telling you. The purpose of marriage is to make you effective in fulfilling your purpose. If your marriage keeps you from fulfilling your God-given purpose, you have missed the point of marriage. Adam was given a helpmate. Because he had a purpose and a destiny to get to. That's why God gave him help. If you're not going anywhere, you don't need help. Number two. You must both be emotionally healthy. Notice I didn't say emotionally perfect. I said emotionally healthy. 80% of the marriages in South Africa again break down because two people that are un emotionally unhealthy get together in marriage. Now I'm going to give you a few things, a checklist that you must go through to check if someone is emotionally healthy. Alright? So before you get married, whoever you marry must have, number one, no uncontrolled anger. Say no uncontrolled anger. Proverbs chapter number 22 verse 24. See, uncontrolled anger reveals deep insecurities and a very low self-esteem and self-worth. Proverbs 24, 22 verse 24. Watch what it says. It says do not. Notice it didn't say it's a great idea not to. It says do not. Did you see that? It says do not make friends with the what? I did not hear that. Come on, preach with me. He says, don't even make friends. Now, what about a life partner? He says, don't make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one what? I did not hear that. Come on, preach with me. Don't even associate with them. Amen? So, one sign uh, for emotional... <laughs> unhealth or <laughs> no emotional health is uncontrolled anger. Number two, 
Whoever I marry must have no addictions. Proverbs chapter number 23 verse 20. The only thing that must control them is God and His Word. Amen? Watch what it says in Proverbs 23 verse 20. Do not join those that do what? I did not hear that. I did not hear that. He says don't do it. He didn't say it's a clever idea. He didn't say it would be nice. He says don't do it. Don't join those who drink too much wine or what? If you read in the message, he says those that eat too much. Amen? What is he saying? He's saying, do not associate with people that are addicted or that are controlled by either wine or food or, or video games or, or pornography or, or uh, what else, TV or clothes or shopping or shoes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> or addicted to drugs. Amen. See, it's not your job to clean them up. Just find someone who's already ready to go somewhere and join with them and go somewhere together. Amen. Then someone you have to pull first to zero from minus 80. And then we now start the journey. Because guess what? You're going to lose time. Someone shout, ain't nobody got time for that. No man, nobody has time for that. Number three, whoever I marry must have no bitterness. Bitterness is like a poison that eats you alive. In fact, the Bible says where there is strife, there is confusion. And watch this, every evil work. Hebrews chapter number 12 verse 15 in the New Living Translation. Hebrews chapter number 12 verse 15 in the New Living Translation. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of god watch out that no poisonous root of what i didn't hear that grows up to trouble you corrupting many bitterness will corrupt your marriage amen you have to get rid of all bitterness in your life and find someone who has gotten rid of all bitterness and sometimes bitterness comes from past relationships See, I don't want to be doing the work of dealing with what your ex did. Again, can someone shout, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> that should be your attitude. Listen, if you can't get your ex right, then I don't have time for that. Alright? Because bitterness will be a poisonous root that grows up to bring trouble in your marriage. Corrupting your marriage. Amen? So this is a checklist that you should go through before you even consider dating someone. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Whoever I marry must have no selfishness. Selfish people cause trouble. Let's go to Proverbs chapter number 28 verse 25. Proverbs chapter number 
28 verse 25. Watch what it says. A greedy man does what? I didn't hear that. A greedy man does what? <laughs> but he who trusts in the Lord will do what? I got you to read that because I didn't want to pronounce that word dissension. Let them read it. <laughs> Amen. A greedy man stirs up conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Proverbs chapter number 11 verse 25. See, so I'm giving you a checklist to check if someone has it, but you must also check in your life to see if you've got this. Before you go out looking. <laughs> Hallelujah. The generous man will be prosperous and he who waters will himself be so in a place of marriage, you don't get into marriage to get what you can get out of it. This is the biggest mistake people make. You know, they want to get into a marriage to get something, to get financial support, to get uh, emotional support, to get this, to get that. You never go into a place of marriage to get. You go into a place of marriage to give. Look at what you have to give. If you've got nothing to offer, don't look. Because you are not qualified yourself. Man, I'm preaching strong now. If you've got nothing to offer, don't go looking. In fact, you know, by the end of the day, I want, I'm going to give you a challenge. When you get back home, go and start writing up a list of what you want in a man or in a woman that you want to marry. But make sure that everything that's on that list, you already have it. Now I want a rich man. Are you rich yourself? You know, I want a kind man. Are you kind yourself? You know, I want a prayer warrior. Do you pray yourself? <laughs> amen? I said amen. amen. Proverbs 18 verse 1 in the Message Bible. Proverbs 18 verse 1. An unfriendly man pursues... Oh, 18 verse 1. Loners who care only for themselves do what? I did not hear that. Kushipira. How do you say that in Zulu? Spit? <laughs> Amen. So, what does it say? Loners who care only for themselves. So, if you're in a marriage relationship or you're looking, but all you care about is you. Me, 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 me. You're going to have a problem. Amen. Loners who care only for themselves spit on the common good. That's what they do. Amen? So when you go into a marriage, always assess. See, what do I have to offer this man? What do I have to offer this woman? And then go in to give that. So that they can get to their destiny. Not what can I take from this man? Or what can I take from this woman? Notice, by, by, we are halfway through the list and I'm going to go very fast. In fact, we, all, we only left with one. Notice, out of everything I've given you, I didn't say anything about their height. Did you see that? I didn't say anything about their, their skin tone. Did you see that? I didn't say anything about their figure. Did you see that? Because in a place of marriage, that's irrelevant. It's not important. See, Hollywood thinks it's the beautiful people that are meant for marriage. That's what they think. They think, man, if you can find a Hyla Berry. In fact, Hyla Berry, I think she was voted uh, five times uh, the most beautiful woman in the world. Five years in a row. I, of course, I don't subscribe to that list because, you know, they didn't consider my wife. Yeah. 
know. So, so I, I don't subscribe to the list, but they voted her five times, and I think she's been divorced, what? And, and J-Lo, she was also voted about six times. I think she's been married, what, six times? He's saying ten times. <laughs> but what does that tell you? I mean, Hollywood, Hollywood is the most good-looking people, according to the world standard. I mean, they only pick the fly ones. But to show you that marriage is not all about appearance. I didn't even put it on my list. You won't even find it in Scripture. It's got everything to do with these inner qualities because you live from within to without. Amen? Amen. See, when you are just looking at uh, the skin tone, you know, and date my family, it's like the first thing they say, what kind of a guy are you looking for? I'm looking for a yellow bone. Are you... Man, you're so shallow. It's crazy. You shouldn't even bring that up because that's irrelevant. I want them to be tall. So what if they are not tall? See, marriage has got nothing to do with that. Amen? It's got everything to do with these qualities that I'm giving you. Hallelujah. Okay, moving right along. The final one. Whoever I marry must be someone who tells the truth. Someone who tells the truth. What does that mean? That means someone who has integrity. It's as simple as that. Proverbs chapter number 20 verse 7. Proverbs 20 verse 7. God loyal people or people with integrity living honest lives make it much easier for their children. Give it to me in the NIV. The righteous man leads a what? Blameless life and blessed are his children after him. This is what integrity will do, not only for your marriage, but also for your children. It will get your children to be blessed. Amen? So if you meet someone and all they do is lie about everything, you need to think about it. Amen? See, liars lie all the time. They lie all the time. It's almost an inner trait. You know, they lie to you, and they also lie when they are with you. I mean, if you are with him or with her in your car, and she's telling people she's in Midrand while you are still in Polokwani, it's something to think about. Why do you lie all the time? Why do you find it, why do you find it necessary to not tell the truth? See, because if they lie about the little things, let me tell you this, they can also lie about the big things. Because he who is faithful in the least, he who is faithful in lying small things, will also be very much faithful in the big lies. Amen? So if they are a liar, these are the things you should be looking for. Not yellow bone. You know, do they tell the truth? Do they have integrity? Is there a yes, a yes? Is there a no, a no? Or there is sometimes you're just not sure. Because that's not going to bring... <laughs> Man, I'm preaching good. Amen. <laughs> Man, I'm preaching awesome. <laughs> Did you hear that amen? That was a strong amen. 
Amen? So these are the things that you should look for. But in closing, I want to say this. When you go out uh, uh, looking for this, pray for this and submit this to God. And trust in God for God to find you the perfect mate. Don't take it upon yourself to go out because once you do that, you're going to get into manipulating people and you know all kinds of stuff. In fact, one of the questions we got yesterday was how do you keep a man? You know, like he's a watch, you know, a possession. You want to keep him. You know, and we said, no, that's, that's the wrong question. It's the wrong attitude. You're not, you're not getting into a relationship to keep them. You, you're getting into a relationship to be together for the common good. Amen? So the, our mindsets have to change as well. In the coming weeks, we are going to be dealing with questions like, uh, is there a shortage of black men in South Africa, bachelors, that is? We're going to be dealing with those questions. We're going to be dealing with uh, uh, questions like, why do uh, women like bad boys? We're going to attempt to answer those questions as well. Amen. So we are going to be dealing with a lot and lot of questions, how to recover from a heartbreak. We're going to try and be as practical as possible because we only have two more weeks to deal with this. And I have to quit because I am out of time.